0: to the anomaly effect i know it's been a little bit not actually not that long like what 10 days junior? not that long something like that but uh we're back better than ever i feel good and we're gonna touch on a pretty cool book today talking to strangers by malcolm gladwell pretty excited for
1: this um junior i know you read this book before right yeah i read it um probably late winter i think it was like november december then went back and reread it um, at the end of January just kind of touch up on it and uh, you know it's interesting when you read something for the second time you pick up on things that you didn't the first time and I think this is definitely one of those books that you could really benefit from I by. think any, anyone
0: can benefit yeah sure. well,
1: well not just reading it the first time but you read it the first time it's really just eye opening yeah it really and is. it changes the way you talk and see people and look at people and and then the when you go back and read it a second time it's again eye-opening you pick up on things that you didn't the first time and it's just like wow like it's, it's it's so deep there's so much to uncover in it that i don't think you know i don't think we're done learning about everything that they talk about or i, you know, I don't think on either side we're done reading it and yeah. trying to learn more about it because it's, it's an interesting topic that i think you know we could definitely benefit from continue to learn about yeah very interesting topic the uh
0: well Let's start on the main issue and topic of this book is the Sandra Bland case um, with Officer senior, which if you don't know, um, there's, it, was, it went viral like yeah. what, a couple years ago, Yeah, I want to say three or four years ago maybe, um, is where the officer had a discussion, pulled, oh, pulled uh, Sandra Bland over. Right. And she was leaving. She was leaving her campus, college right. campus. Uh,
1: it was, I forget the name of the school, it was a small university in Texas rural area um and she had out, out of state license plate yep. um and you know f- by most standards she was driving pretty normal not really doing anything She was driving,
0: driving normal and she saw an officer and senior right coming up behind her so she went to the far right lane she didn't signal and that was Officer and Seniors,
1: right. That was his ticket, right, passage to, to pull over. Yeah,
0: to pull it over. So we're going to talk about that because that's it. He, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, discusses it at the beginning of the book and the end of the book. So we're going to discuss it at the very end of uh, our little uh, talk uh, about the book and uh, overview. But that that's the main topic of uh, this book. Um, what do you what do you think about it? What 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 stood out to you, Junior, the second time that
1: you didn't catch the first time? I think it's just a lot about perception and trying to be more aware more conscious of the people around us and you know just take into account what they may be going through or what they may be thinking about because you know there's so many times where we kind of get stuck in our own ways or our own way of thinking that we just assume you know everybody sees something a certain way or that everyone and thinks the same way about something mm-hmm. so just trying to keep that in mind and understand that everyone's perspective is a little bit different and you know while you know we may be staring at the same thing we may see it totally in, in a different way yeah. right you know I, you know there's there's a picture that goes viral where it's like um, there's like a uh, was it's like a, a, a six and a nine and it's like two different people looking at it. And one person sees the six, and the other person, person sees the nine. It over season nine. Right, just just based on how you're looking at yeah. it. And there, there's a bunch of like little uh, mind mind games or pictures mm-hmm. like that, and just tricks like that that people will, will do yeah. to kind of prove it. But yeah, just stuff like that's interesting. Just trying to keep in mind what other people may be thinking with their, and what their what their, their world is. Yeah, it, it's different from us, and it, it's tough because you know we're human and we kind of have a certain way to, that we think and feel yeah. about things, and we just have to be more aware and conscious of, uh, of others. Yeah, um, you brought up perception, and I think that's
0: very interesting because people say perception is reality, but in this book, it, it, perception isn't reality. You What you perceive, usually, or 50% of the time, you can't detect a liar. Right. So it, it's interesting how they can fool you and how their facial mannerisms are them shaking your hand, them looking you in the eye and they can be lying straight to your face and you not even knowing it. And, um, it's defaulting to truth. Yeah. Which he, which Tim Levine talks about. And in this case, Tim Levine, they have, um, couples taking a test. The professor leaves the room. Correct.
1: Yeah, he walks
0: out the room. Walks out the room. Now, they're videotaping this while all this goes down. Now, the there's a cash prize, whoever gets the answers right or whoever gets the most answers right. But regardless, it's, it's not the point. The main point is going over the video and seeing who cheats. Because he, he, uh, he leaves the answer key out. Or he leaves, he leaves an envelope out. Right. Which, in, who knows what's inside if you're taking the test. But you assume it's the answer key. Now, the study is you watch whoever watches a film, if you can detect the liar, because they interview them after these students and ask them if they've cheated or not. So the real study is looking at these videos of the people saying if they cheated or not yeah. and seeing if they're telling the truth or not. Now, we're ver- we as a species, we're, we default to truth. So we're per- we know how to detect truth tellers pretty well. Now, when it comes to liars, we're wrong 54% of the time, which is scary to think about. Like half the time, coin flip basically a coin flip, and he's telling the truth or he's not, and that's
1: unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy study. It makes you th- think of it's eye opening for yeah, sure. It makes
0: you think of how many people you've talked to in a day to day interaction, Just line. and they're straight up lying to your face, and, and you're, you're like, oh no- cool,
1: like. Yeah, yeah, I I, I I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, and
0: like you you know you're in your car, you're in your house, and you're you're maybe thinking back on oh what a co- what good conversation we had. And this guy just lied to you. And this guy BS the whole
1: conversation. Bullshitting you the whole <laughs> time you're talking to him. It it's scary to think about. Yeah, it's scary because like a lot of times we make decisions off things people tell us, and yeah. we assume people are telling us the truth because, like you said, we default to truth. Mm-hmm. And we think people are telling us the truth, and you know it's hard for us to you know in the midst of a conversation like that to be able to call someone out on their bs like that yeah and you
0: you really can't know because you don't if you're meeting for the first time you don't know what they're going through you don't know the context of the story of why they're there or how they got there it's it's you're just going off of instinct and what you've learned right um, in the past from other people's mannerisms which is scary.
1: Yeah, like I said, what is it? Innocence is proven guilty that like we're going to trust someone until, yeah, until I mean, they give
0: us a reason not to. But 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 there's a reason, too. Like, we can't just go about in the community and
1: not be defaulting right. to truth. I think, I you know, if it was, was going to be one way or the other, I'd rather have it that way where you, you're yeah, trusting until yeah. they give you a reason not to because – doing it the opposite and just thinking everyone's a liar it's a, it would be a really it'd, ru- it'd be a terrible a rough way to go about you would be negative thought of, yeah exactly you you would like limit yourself to you know only doing certain things and only communicating yeah. with certain people um, so I think you know even it's hard but you know I think if it was gonna be one way or the other
0: you'd rather default yeah to truth I mean tr- it's kind of a little s- smaller Issue, but like even driving a car, like if you don't trust the person next to you who you have no clue, you yeah, exactly. Met him, you wouldn't even go out in a car. I wouldn't even go outside. Yeah, you know. So it it takes that into account. And the book talks about Chamberlain, which is a uh, prime minister meeting uh, Hitler, shakes his hand, right? shakes his he hand, he looks go, him in the eye, goes, his
1: ha- goes to his place and yeah. has conversations with them. He's like, oh, that's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, comes back
0: says everything's fine. Oh
1: he's oh you're bragging about how good of a guy how good of a guy is and then what a year is. later he's Yeah, he's bombing people. Exactly.
0: So it's again default into truth. Um another big big thing that uh Malcolm brings up in his book is transparency. And I got I got a reason I think why we are pretty bad at detecting like facial recognition and why we think we know what people are thinking. What, why, what, what, what's your take on this transparency topic and issue? Just on like why, why we think people are telling the truth? Like just based off of like facial, like we go up to a person we've never met before. We shake their hand. Now we see, like in their look in their face, like everything's good. They have a smile on their face. They have everything checking off the list, that they're friendly, that they're a good person to talk to. And then we go back home, and we realize they're a serial killer, you know? That
1: obviously, it's extreme, but why do you think that is? Um, you know, I can't – at least for myself, I like to think I'm a pretty positive individual in the most part, so I want to believe people, and I want to trust people, and I want to believe that everybody is good. But, again, it goes back to perception. Defaulting. Sure. Right, exactly. So you just, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want – you know give people the benefit of the doubt until they give you a reason not to um so i just think it's i, I guess just kind of over time it's just kind of been instilled into us you know from what time we were a little kid you can't talk you can't you know you just trust what's going on around you you trust your parents you go to school you trust your teachers that they're gonna do that they're teaching you the right thing when you're a kid you don't know any better you just yeah. you trust them right um you know, even, the, you know, you start working and you trust your boss. You know, he could be telling you to do the wrong thing, but yep. he's in a leadership role. So you trust him and you believe what he's telling you. So I just think, yeah, it, it, I think it's instilled in us at a young age. You know, from the second we're born, we're put into a stranger's hand. A doctor comes and carries us, carries us. Mm-hmm. you know. We're trusting someone that we we don't know anything about. We don't know. Yeah. And we're literally trusting them with our life to carry us. Yeah. So, you know, from the time we're born, we're taught to trust. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's kind of, you know, it, it's hard for us to go the other way and to think the other way, because that's that's literally our first encounter is trusting a stranger.
0: Yeah, I mean, you yeah definitely right. Now Malcolm talks about Seinfeld in his book, and he talks about- Best TV show of all time. I actually haven't watched it. I haven't watched it at all. That tells me a lot. Regardless of the point. He's, he was stating that they have a facial recognition software that they can use um but the gist of it is they take your whatever muscles are in your face for like a smile or for right. like a frown and then they decode it to see what emotions that you should be
1: portraying now in friend or friends no seinfeld not friends don't you ever mention a show like friends on this podcast again Isn't friends good i'll walk out no friends is terrible i haven't
0: seen friends either um but anyways it, they do. They run this code in Seinfeld in one of the episodes and all of their facial recognition matches up so they're displaying their emotions with their face perfectly right now when we see this we, we're getting fed to me at least we're getting fed this every day through all the uh, TV, social media, networking shows, everything so it's, it's instilling in us even more of a trust pattern to the people we meet so it's even more scary because we're terrible at detecting yeah what people are actually thinking because we're just going based off of their facial recognition and since we've seen Seinfeld we think that a happiness means someone's uh smiling and yeah. someone has like a happy-go-lucky face that their eyes light up a little bit but in reality they can just be smiling and being like dude I'm gonna stab this guy in the back and you have no f- you have no clue <laughs> well
1: it, it's funny I heard a uh this this, this happened, I heard someone say this yesterday, and it really made, really made me think about it. So, you know, you, you hey, what's up Dylan, how you doing? Yeah. When someone asks you how you're doing, what do you say? I'm good, how about you? How many, you know, how, how many times are you actually doing good?
0: Uh, that's a good question.
1: Okay, all right, how many times? It, depend, it depends who I'm talking okay, to. Okay, if someone asks you how you're doing, like, you know, someone that you have just like, uh, an okay relationship with, you know, if it's like your mom dad like, and then you'll be awesome. but someone you know a little about like you've seen them every once in a while yeah. if they ask you how you're doing you're not going to be like oh I'm having a terrible day how are you doing yeah you would never say that like you're not going to be like oh like I'm doing terrible and you know this 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 just happened mm-hmm. like because you're just trying to move on
0: yeah you're just trying to move on for the conference. you don't really care about it. yeah like this happened
1: yesterday so I was I was over at uh, Kelsey Northridge where I'm doing this internship and uh, one of the athletes walks in mm-hmm. and our, our the head director he goes hey how you doing and the athlete goes good he's like well are you actually doing good or are you just say that because yeah. you want to get to your workout and the kid's like i'm just saying it i'm just saying that yeah. yeah i'm actually this this and this happened and i'm not doing well in school and i'm not getting a place i think like, okay well <laughs> yeah well let's <laughs> just like, let work on so it. let's talk like well that's more important than you working out right now yeah. I, I i don't know i just thought about that you know all, all day and that's been something that i've been thinking about a lot it's crazy how we don't even as a society we don't voice it's our... just surface level we,
0: like we don't want to yeah. go deep into it we don't want to because i don't think we uh, like we We're think anyone cares like we we don't think we think we especially as males we think it's soft too right oh, it's like a sign I feel of terrible it's like,
1: a sign of weakness to tell people yeah, like sign of weakness hey how you doing today well dude i'm fucking tired <laughs> yeah like n- uh, no one dude, says I'm a, that I'm honestly gonna... I'm an emotional wreck today that I don't want to yeah. like, do this. Like, I just want to be in bed. But like, yeah, like I said, it's a sign of weakness and yeah. people don't want to show weakness. Yeah, it's real, too. I mean, and I think we need to be more open
0: about that. Just everyone, me to you and you to me. And if you're having a bad day, you tell me and then I'll help you out. And if I'm having a bad day, I'll tell you and you help me out. It works both ways. And But even as a society, it's just good. I'm good. I'm a macho, yeah. man. I'm good. I got three hours of sleep last Tough night. Tough guy. Uh, I'm still grinding. I'm running every day. You know, it's yeah. it's like, man, this is a tough day today. Like, if you can help me, that would be great. Yeah.
1: It's funny. Going back, going back to Seinfeld, uh, George Costanza, one of the guys in there, he mm-hmm. goes, he's he has to go take a, I, f- I forget the, the context of what he was going for, but he had to go take a lie detector test. Okay. And – oh, no, sorry, sorry. Jerry was going to take a lie detector test, and his friend George, he's a notoriously good liar. Yeah and he's passed lie detector tests and Jerry's like hey you have any advice for me he's like remember it's only a lie if you think it's a lie (laughs) do that (laughs) that's true it's scary
0: yeah people because people say a lie so many times that they think they're telling the truth and then there's like all right it's the truth now yeah and now they say it to you And you're getting lied to, but they think it's the truth. And then I'm going to tell you,
1: hey, you know what so-and-so told me? Like, they told me this, and then it spreads.
0: Yeah, and then eventually the lie comes out. But when the lie comes out, he even thinks, the person who said the original lie thinks it's the truth.
1: Yeah, then there's a line of fire of everyone who's made decisions and conversations off what this person said. Yeah,
0: so you really don't, like, perception isn't reality. Right. Like, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. Because everybody's
1: reality is different.
0: Everyone's reality is different. You have to actually go into their world, go into their context, and... Because see like what they're going through every single everything day.
1: Everything that we're experiencing and that we see shapes our reality. Yeah. And you've had different experiences than I've had, even though, you know, we're into a lot of the same things, working out, sports, nutrition, stuff like that. Like our journey and the things we've experienced to get to this our have com- been different. And yeah, we've seen different, different things yep. and we've heard different things. So while we're generally on the same page for a lot of things, you know, how we see things can differ.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, what did you think about the coupling in the Golden Gate bridge and the
1: safety net um about suicide prevention yeah i mean that's a, that's a tough that's all i mean that's always a tough topic but and we need to talk about it like, yeah definitely
0: like like we're going back to what we're we were saying about well being i think a that, man, that, that, I think that that's, that's why things, like
1: that's why we have to be open to have these conversations yeah, exactly and we have to be you know. We have to be willing to be vulnerable and show people and tell people how we really feel because you don't want it to get to that point mm-hmm. And you never know, again, going back to perception, someone could be smiling and saying all the right things, yep. but they could be going through things that you don't know about. So we have to be willing to, you know, dig deeper and, and be open, be open with each other. And, you know, if you see someone struggling or having a bad day, ask them about it. Definitely, I, I think a lot of people see someone like you know if you know you're you're, you're walking down the street or whatever or if you're uh, You know hanging out with friends and someone's mad like the, the, the a Lot of times right? Oh, just let him be he'll be alright like or just he's having a bad day leave him alone like no like figure out why he's having a bad day Yeah,
0: or or we're too scared to actually yeah. engage in the conversation when I mean I just had this come up the other day where someone looked like they're having a terrible day and I'll admit, be the first to admit, I was scared to go up and, like, say, hey, I," because I had no clue who this was. Yeah. It is. She looked like she was having a terrible day. I was scared to go initiate that conversation and be like, hey, are you everything good? Is, is everything all right? And I think we need to do that more, and I want to do but, that like, more for sure. Society,
1: like, looks at that as being weird.
0: As being, like, like super you're, you're, creepy. Again,
1: going back to the title of the book, talking to a stranger. Exactly. Like, it's what? it's like, super creepy. You're talking to a stranger? Like, do the are yeah. humans. <laughs> but
0: it, it, it really shouldn't be creepy. It should be. I'm there for you, even though I don't know you, yeah. but just giving you a helping hand. And if you need help, then hey, I'll be here for you. Yeah. And it will change the community, the society, and it, it's just good for everyone all around. Yeah, agreed. Another thing that was funny to me was the CIA, <laughs> um, and they had a spy just in their midst for, what, the last 20 years Yeah. And... working with Cuba.
1: They were blaming. They were blaming everyone around her for all these secrets getting out. They're, and it was her. How can these secrets be getting out? And she was the one leading the charge. Yeah. You know, kind of go, going at other people and oh, it's it's him. He's he's the spy. Spy. He's, spy. he's yeah. leaking information to Cuba. Blah blah blah. blah all this stuff. And she, for the past twenty years, this lady's been working inside the CIA. As a double agent, and mm-hmm. just you know, feeding information to them so they know everything that's going on yeah. and, and our de- right. our defense system, and you know what we're, what what they're uh, planning, and you know the whole time she was out there prosecuting other people yeah. and you know trying trying to put the blame on other people, and everyone believed her. Mm-hmm. So when they're like, "Oh, it's a spy," there's a spy in here. They knew there was a spy. Yeah. They just didn't know who it was, and they're going after everybody but her because she was the one
0: who's le- putting up the best front. Yeah. Like, was who, who solid, but when you, which brings into uh, another interesting topic that the Brooke, uh, book, book brings up is written words versus me listening to you say those words. Yeah. And your emotions that you attach to it and the emotions that I attach to yeah. it. Yeah. Which are c- completely different. Because uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, he brings up judges and the criminals of crimes and, uh, The bail mount if they're gonna be put on bail, etc. But when the judges read what they're accused for, what they say, they have a totally different outcome than when the actual criminal is talking to the judge. Yeah. Because there's emotion involved.
1: How they're reading it, what words they emphasize.
0: Exactly, and I mean the judges, the judges are human too. They're gonna look at the criminal, and they're gonna have a little compassion and. If he's saying, "Hey, I didn't do it," sometimes or it could be the opposite. They could look at some guy and be like, "Oh, he's looks guilty." Yeah, ex- and then they'd be like, "No, yep, no bail."
1: Uh, I'm gonna read this, and nope, nope, nothing.
0: Exactly. So it taking putting that human element in it, and instead of just reading the words, seeing what's been said, puts a bit of a complexity issue between just con- normal conversation between me and you and me and a stranger. <laughs> and it's scary.
1: Yeah, it's. It's interesting how, you know, like you said, words on paper can have a different meaning based on who's reading them. Yeah. You know, I remember, uh, you know, in, in grade school, they do like popcorn reading. And like you're reading along in your in your head and you hear someone say it. It's like, wait, what?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, no, they said the same words that you were thinking. They just said it in a different way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or they put more emphasis on one word. Yep. So it changes the whole structure and the meaning of, of the, the sentence. sentence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty... Uh ridiculous to be honest finally sandra bland officer Insignia, so going back to where we started and where malcolm starts in the book pulls over sandra bland for a failure to signal now Insignia was notorious for pulling over people and it's like right it was like it was like very minor crimes yeah
1: like 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 how she did like Signal Failure or signal or, like or r- rolling the stop sign yeah, or, or minor, roll, uh, yeah,
0: minor speed violations going which is over below the speed
1: limit by like five or five, something yeah, like five that. miles yeah. per hour.
0: So he's known for these very,
1: I forget the exact number, but like he had like a ridiculous amount of like tickets turned in and you know, or like citations written and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, to the po- but like it's funny, or not funny, but like it's interesting how that never raises ones like eyebrow like mm-hmm. this dude, like doing stuff like that but then okay one of the things that they also talk about leading up to this is it was a police tactic mm-hmm, yep that was yep. used I, in uh it was a, in a suburb i think chicago suburb was it chicago
0: suburb it was either chicago or new york right where there those.
1: was a, a high uh, high violence high crime in, uh, in this a, s- area yeah a lot, a lot of area. shootings yep. and stuff like that so what the cops started doing is they started this tactic where they as a cause you can't just walk up to someone and start interrogating yep. them, you know? So what the cops would do is they would fi- look for little infractions yes. and use that as, as an
0: invitation to go check their car to or search to search them. Right. To, hey, maybe you, you have I, weed or maybe you have whatever, drugs. You know, because car.
1: like a cop can't just, you know, start searching someone's car. There has to be a reason, there has to be a reason or yes. they can't just start searching your house. Yep. So they'll start looking for these little infractions, you know, um, li- just little minor things. And they'll use that as invitation to search your car, your house, you know, your bags, whatever you may have with you. And what they found is, you know, they they were they were finding a lot of, you know, um, just petty stuff. Yes. And but you know, it did have success in. It did have success in the. The highly concentrated criminal, right in in, areas. in that one in that one yes. area, they, they they did limit shootings and killings and that yes. type of stuff. That was but going only on. in that area, right? And everywhere else yes. is kind of like running wild. Yeah. So and senior
0: was in a spot where it was fine, really right. fine.
1: And, and so yeah, that tactic only works in really really high crime rate yes. areas, yes. Um, and areas with, with a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you do when you know there was different studies done that when you do those in like communities where there isn't a lot of violence, it's gonna cause more violence. It's gonna cause more, yeah. It's gonna have the opposite effect. Yep. Uh, because people are gonna be more guarded, they're gonna feel like they have to protect themselves more and stuff like that, which is kind of the case here. Where th- that area that they were in, it's university campus, there's not a lot of crimes, they didn't have a big history of that, yep. and he pulls her over for a failure signal. Yep. So of course, in her mind, you know, she was ultra guarded and scared and- And pissed, I'd right. be
0: pissed. Because you don't even know what you're doing. Like, yeah, you don't know why you know, you're they are her, and
1: she pulled. She was like, you know, she she pulled over. She went to she merged to the right. Yep. Because when you see a cop behind you,
0: you're you yeah. merge to the right. You yeah. get over. Especially, so they, especially if he's getting on your ass. Yeah. Yeah. You you think he's gonna be going? And he's like, oh, why why'd you uh, merge to the right? Well, because you were behind me. Yeah, Why didn't you signal exactly? So he goes up to her passenger side the very first time. Which is, in, this is interesting to me because I, I, I didn't you, know this either. But I've been paying attention to this yeah, I more. Mean, it's it's a really cool. Just, to, like, picking picking out little things on this. He goes out, go up to the passenger side the first time. Tells her what she's getting pulled over for. And, obviously, the language between them were frustration. Yeah. For both of them. He goes back to the car, gets her license registration, goes back to his police car. Now, we only see this video from the dashboard of the police car. Yeah. And then she, or he, sorry, from the police car sees her fidgeting with something um, down the—I don't—I don't know where. She, she just sees him fidgeting with something, yeah. and to me, I think it's a cigarette, and she's just getting like a lighter or something. Yeah, she she, that, that, that was the
1: thing. She she lit, she got a cigarette and lit it. Yes. And, but for her, it was a coping mechanism. It was a coping mechanism, Yeah. It, it calms her down. Calms her down. And, and she was, you know, she's not from the area.
0: Um, she had like five tickets before this. Yeah. So the same she, year. Yeah. So she's
1: frustrated. Right. And, she, you know, she had kind of a rough journey to get there. Yeah. To get to that school and where she was at now. And now, you know, she's starting a new life. She's a student. And, you know, she's making strides to improve her life. Mm-hmm. And then this happens.
0: Exactly. And let's not forget, this is when all the Black Lives Matter was coming out, right. too. Okay. And she, this girl, Sandra Bland, was African-American. Yeah. Yeah. So, right then and there, she's obviously on guard, yeah, so the officer in senior comes up now on the driver's side. Now, I didn't know this, but Malcolm goes into detail a little bit about why, the yeah, police the difference tactics. Between this now, the difference is is if someone does is someone if someone is armed who is in the driver's seat, it's harder to shoot a police officer going over your left shoulder because the you you can't gauge. Yeah, it's hard. It's like the perception is different. It's, it's harder, harder than, than to just turn your eyes. And, you, to have the right a, and just then you have a straight arm. Yeah, uh, with a police officer in the back Because you have across your left shoulder exactly. and
1: over the over the the sea. Exactly. So it's
0: a harder shot. So now we know a police officer and senior thinks there's a weapon maybe, or yeah. he has a little skepticism about this whole situation. He goes up to her. She has a cigarette in her mouth. Tells her to put it out multiple times,
1: which that there's, she doesn't have to. Right. There's no she's law saying that she has, she can't smoke, exactly. smoke a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing to do, but like it's a coping mechanism. Right. Like I said. And
0: and police, the police officer has no clue what she's been through. Right. What's going on in her mind. Like I said, talking to strangers, it's, it's total. I, like, yeah.
1: It, it's like, a, it's like a courtesy. like, okay, yeah. like maybe it's not the best thing to do, but it's not illegal by any means yeah. to smoke a cigarette. But the frustration you could
0: see between both of them rises. No. Police officer, the police officer and didn't try to calm her down. No. Instead, he escalated, escalated the situation. situation. Now, he, it became to the point where he was going to, he pulled her out of the car, right? Because she wouldn't get out of the car. Yeah. This is for a failure to signal, mind you, right? And lighting a cigarette. And again, we know, uh, Insignia thought maybe she was armed because you went on the driver's side. Pulls her out of the car, slams her on the ground, calls in
1: for backup, right? Yeah. Like
0: she I watched the video She she was putting up like a fight Like a resistance But she wasn't but not swinging of like a, Not of like swinging Yeah fight. she
1: wasn't swinging Or like trying to yeah. harm him She was trying to protect herself Calls for backup Okay
0: Mind you this guy He only pulls over people For minor violations Like 90% of the time yeah. it, They went through his list of violations So He wants to He wants to hit a big Like he wants the big The big bust Right
1: Every, every, like, law that's broken is an opportunity. Oh, I'm going to get big yeah. here. I'm going to find
0: the... I'm going to find the drug deal. Yeah. The, the, the crackpot, right? She goes to jail for... She's, like, in holding for about three days, yeah. four days. I she, think it was and, three days. And she ends up killing herself in jail, which it's it's crazy just because of this whole situation. And she has five tickets in the past and this whole Black Lives Matter um, was starting to come up. And it's scary how vulnerable people are and like we were talking about and how just this situation and just this miscommunication and misreading people and this escalation of an argument that could have been honestly
1: settled in right because I mean there second. was you know in, in, in the way to talk about she was obviously she was obviously struggling right and she always had a lot going on when mm-hmm. he pulled her over and you know he didn't he never de-escalated the situation he never hey are you okay you know what's going on like yeah, nothing you know um he never looked he instead of looking for opportunities to calm her down yes he escalated, he escalated the situation yeah. and took it as an opportunity to write off another ticket bring her in yeah to arrest her yep and it's, it's scary how
0: just this transparency issue and this default to truth in this case not defaulting to truth yes yeah. um everyone you pulling over everyone you are it was the police tactic basically that everyone's a criminal everyone's going to be has something to hide until proven otherwise um it's so scary to me in society and that's why we default to truth and that's why it's better to try to try to put yourself in the other person's shoes and see what they're going through in everyday life
1: yeah definitely that's a good kind of thought to have in the back of your head yeah
0: Anyways, that was what a what a great book.
1: Yeah, it was it was really good. I, I enjoyed reading that. I've recommended it to you know a lot of people and you know have that, that book circulating around and letting letting uh I think it's it's the more people who get their hands on something like that, just the better we'll be as a society. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, that was our January book of the month. I'm ex- I was excited about discussing it. Um hope you were excited to listen about it, but talking to strangers Malcolm Gladwell, if you, if you don't have the book and you want to read it, I, I have a copy. Junior has a copy. Just let me know, and I'll give it to you, and again, to share the knowledge that we just learned, and you guys can get our perspective on what this book is about. February Book of the Month. I know it's a little late. I know it's right now. We're recording. It's the 13th of February, so we only have, what, two weeks? A little, yeah, somewhat, yeah. A little over two weeks to read it, but in honor of Kobe Bryant, um, Gigi. And all the others in the plane crash. Oh, Altabelli. Alta Altabelli, Oh yeah, all the others in the plane crash. Um, our next book, February book of the month, is going to be Mama Mentality. Right. Yeah. By Kobe Bryant.
1: Which it's um, it, it, it covers a wide variety of things. Uh, it's a lot about his mindset and just how he approached different things and how he saw different things. So I think it'll be interesting and uh, uh, a good discussion about it. Just kind of good tribute. Right. Like good
0: remembrance of one of the greats to ever do it. And it's sad. It's, and I don't think we've touched on it. And I would like to just pick your thoughts on what that tragic death and of all those people meant to you
1: and how it propels your life forward. And th- to the future. It, it, re- it really made me take a step back and think and just appreciate everybody I have in my life. Yeah and you know life can be taken from us at any moment and it's a scary thing to think about and we don't really want to acknowledge that but that's just the reality of it so the more that we can you know show appreciation for those around us and just you know spend more time with those those people and just really just do the things that we enjoy and do things that make us happy and spend time with the people that make us happy um, because you never know when it's gonna be your last day and you know really just try to try to be
0: the best you can be
1: a better person again going
0: back to being raw and vulnerable yeah like our life can end today going back home you know in a car accident and we are scared of being this macho,
1: tough guy who gets three hours of sleep, grinding to, every day, and we don't want to be vulnerable. And if we're having to, a bad day, tell tell people you love them, and you exactly, like, yes, yeah, like just stuff like that. I just really, just try to, just try to be a better, try to be a better son, try to be a better brother, try to be a better uncle, try to be a better boyfriend. Like just all things and all things and that. I just try to appreciate people around us and yeah. show our appreciation and let them know that you appreciate them. You know, one, one quote that, uh, I forget where I've for, you know, it's heard songs or whatever, but, um, actually the great Kanye West said it, <laughs> people never get the roses until they can't smell them. Yeah. It, Which is, yeah, it's true. You know, let, let people know that you appreciate them and that you love them. And you know, that, that, uh, you know, you're thinking about them because, you know, all we, all we have is each other. Yeah, and the,
0: another thing I took on this obviously tragic death is our problems aren't that drastic. No. You know? When. Yeah. Like, man, we may think we're buried in homework or buried in schoolwork, uh, whatever, your gym um, yeah. clients or baseball schedule, but you look at the bigger picture, it's not that big of a problem. Yeah, like, oh,
1: shit, I got to wake up at 530 tomorrow and drive. It's like, well, okay, like, you get to wake up healthy. Exactly. and I you guess get, what? You, some have, people, you, you have a car to drive in, and yep. you don't And some to, people don't get to wake
0: up, yeah. so it's, it's sad to think about, but it's the truth, and we need to take each day with a grain of salt and just be where our feet are. I know it's a cliche saying, but just be where your feet are and be present. And one thing that I've been doing, which re- I swear to God, it's like the, the best drug known to man, yoga. Hot yoga. Oh my God! It it really makes you focus on your mind and your just your body, and your body movements. You're being connected with
1: just pre, pre, all of it. Pre-workout or caffeine is my drug of choice. Oh yeah, is it? <laughs> all right, Junior. Um,
0: but yeah, February book of the month: Mama Mentality uh, by Kobe Bryant tribute. Um, rest in peace to all the victims in that um, helicopter crash and everyone it's affected is affected. <laughs> My God, a multitude. Yeah, go go, multitude.
1: go 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 tell someone you love them, yep. and let let someone know that you appreciate them.
0: Yeah, let someone know.
1: Um, that was uh, episode I think four of the
0: Anomaly Effect. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you um, have any suggestions of books, maybe that you want us to read. We don't care.
1: No, we do care. <laughs>
0: yeah, just don't send it our way. Yeah, um, but if you have any suggestions or suggestions on the podcast or. Maybe if you'd like to be on the podcast, we'd love to have uh, some guests. And we're going to start rolling out guests here soon. Um, but thank you for listening. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Thank you, Junior. Yep. Like always, a pleasure. Talk to you guys soon. Um, see you guys hopefully next week. If not, see you guys in a couple weeks. But thank you. Thank <laughs> you.